0: This is the No Stroke Podcast with your co-hosts, David Dancero and Michael Garrow, helping you to support and thrive in life after stroke. Their podcast is designed for educational and community support purposes only and should not replace medical treatment and guidance of your own health professional team.
1: Welcome to episode 47 of the No Stroke Podcast. I'm Dave Dansero and I'm here as always with my co-host, Mike Garrow. How are you doing,
2: David? good 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 moving into march the year's rolling weather's weather's been warm which is lovely you know but um we've we've kind of been on a roll here with you know guests we had obviously uh, um david petruno a couple of weeks ago dr Ava mystery you know we've if you look i was taking a look back at our catalog um and we haven't had a great discussion you know with the with the with another survivor caregiver for I was looking back at the last one we did was in, um, September with Orlina Sheik when we spoke about the Moya Moya. Um, so really, yep. really excited to dive into this one today. Um, you know, it's, we got connected through, um, uh, you know, we've, we've <laughs> I think you and I were both pretty surprised when we got a message off, um, you know, Mary Beth from international mm-hmm. pediatric Alliance, Um, and she was like, hey, you know, I saw you guys I saw your podcast come through <laughs> on um the uh some awards for the American Stroke Association. You and I were like, yeah. What?
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks for thanks for telling us.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, you know, we we you know, and I you know, I could highlight again that's coming, so you know, we've come to find out, you know, I, I was nominated um, for Voter's Choice Award for, um, you know, Stroke Hero Award through the American Stroke Association. But obviously, that's an us award, right? You and I, what we're doing. Um, you know, they should have put the, the prettier face up there on the on the website. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. So Mary, B, you know, she she connected us into our guest today kyler and um his mother raylene lewis uh it was yeah great great chat but um you know it was it was just funny how that connection came right yeah. um but but goes to show you know there's so many folks out there kind of on the, on the same mission we are um and really excited for this one
1: yeah and you know it just goes to show the more the more people we sp- speak to that ring just kind of keeps uh interconnecting and and it's just yep you guys are doing a great job. Speak to, you got to speak to this person. And so we're, we're kind of throwing those little rocks in the pond and creating that ripple. And, you know, it's, it's, it is a lot of work. You know, we're, we're, again, we're meeting here on a, on an afternoon after our day jobs, but, um, and I did get some good feedback on from, you know, someone just uh, reached out and really complimented us on. And, and again, like you mentioned, we've been a little heavy on the tech side, on the rehab, Um, And they mentioned that the episode that uh, we did with David Petrino, um, you know, I, I think all our episodes are great, but they really said from a from a developer side and someone in that space, they said it was the best dive that they've, that we've done into helping them really understand that process of innovation and carrying it through and getting the patient perspective. And so I'm still got to get them to write us a review and for folks out there listening, that's, that makes our day and our week when we hear that kind of, you know, positive feedback. So keep that coming. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, this was a, this was a great interview. Um, and I guess maybe before before we set the stage and, and maybe kind of we focus on our, our guests coming on, um, this was a little bit of a tough one for me, Mike, I'll be honest, um, brought me back to a lot of the early advocacy um, in, in, in around um, pediatric stroke, you know, helping other survivors in the community and and um i hope we can do more of these in in the future and it is important to continue along the lines of sped, spreading awareness about the technology and the you know connecting you know better care pathways for life after stroke we 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 definitely um, you know it always it, it it in some ways it it continues to warm my heart and keep that spark going that we have to keep this keep Grow in this community so uh, but yeah. it was you know it was a reflection of you know helping other uh, young survivors uh, overcome some of the obstacles that you'll hear our guests talk about today
2: yeah so you know this is our first discussion um with a survivor who you know is a pediatric stroke survivor right um, very different and you know, again, I I was saying Mary Beth, it's Mary Kay, who made the the introduction. So she heads up the international Alliance for pediatric stroke. Um, you know, she was awarded last year, the group hero award through the Stroke heroes, um, nomination and Kyler Lewis was pediatric hero of the year. Um, you know, Kyler was just 15 when he had a stroke. Um, Suffered what's called an avm type of stroke so it's a it's a brain hemorrhage right and right um right uh yeah right like she kyler's yeah. mom you know just when we when we you, you know you hear her speak it just goes to show kind of and you know, you've said it before david like you mess with your child like yep you're going at all ends yeah. to figure it out and demand the treatment that that you think it needs to happen, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Get me yeah. the answers. If I don't, if you don't have the answers, I'm going to find someone who can help me get those answers, and you'll hear the loud and clear from Raylene for sure.
2: Yeah, and you know Kyler's doing you know phenomenal work to really get the voice out um, of the risk factors and educate kids his age. Like, hey, this this is a thing. This could happen, right? Yeah. It's a rare condition, but still. You know both children parents like need to be aware of these risks and and what it could cause um you know as we go into the discussion you know you'll hear there is no cure for avm right mm. um you know as they describe it there's a ticking time bomb in kyler's head yeah it's scary
1: yeah it's scary. And, and 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 just the perspective they both have you know three years later Kyler's now 18, you'll hear them talk about which way this could have turned and the way they are moving forward is is doing what they can control. And in Kyler, by the way, very, very mature um, magic wand answer and something spot on, which needs to happen in terms of raising awareness. So um, I think we, I just want to make sure, and you covered it, Mike, just to make sure that we do give um thanks to Mary Kay. Mary, Mary, Mary Kay, Kay because Mary without Fanny. her um reaching out to us, we wouldn't have been introduced to this uh dynamic mother and son team. And we hope to get Mary Kay and her daughter on in a future episode
2: perhaps. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think Mary Kay's daughter's uh speech and language or occupational she, I think
1: she's now an OT. Yeah. So it will be an interesting conversation. And with her being a, young, uh, you know, she's, she's still, I believe it's still a graduate OT. So I think she's still in training if I'm, but we're going to get her on when her schedule permits, permits around her, you know, busy uh, student schedule. So
2: totally. Well, yeah, you know, I think this is, again, it was a learning curve for us, you know, I, I took away so much out of this episode. Um, but I think, you know, out of anything, just have so much respect, again, for, you know, Kyler and his maturity towards this, um, you know, keeping, like knowing that he needs to be a voice for others. um, And, you know, obviously, really, really doing everything in her power, on top of the day job, which many caregivers and survivors, right, if you're in advocacy for stroke, it's not paying the bills, right. But it's, you know, what, we have a passion and, you know that's that's why we're all here, and that's why you know, this community yeah. is as strong, you know as it is. But you know, I think it goes to show like you know, if we all rallied as one, like what change we could make, right? So yeah,
1: make sure, Mike, that we uh, let folks know this is definitely one to also tune in later on our uh, on our YouTube, on our video side of things because um we had a third guest appear on part two, that is yeah, uh, yes, and we come back from break, uh, Sammy the family uh, uh <laughs> family bird, dog and also sir it does a wonderful role in terms of uh companion and service dog to the family so we we talk about that a little bit as well and maybe we can explore that further on on future episodes as well because that's a big part of 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 recovery too so yeah i didn't mean sammy. to cut you off but uh, yeah, sammy sammy was spot yeah. on
2: he was good man i know uh, we're uh you know, my even you know, my fiance's mom, you know, we're we're looking to try to get a service dog for her, right? There's it's a special, you know, special type of thing that, you know, that companionship, yep. you know, between, you know, the two. So yeah, hopefully, you know, we could I would love to dive into a a specific yep. episode around that. Um, but yeah, let's sure. get to it. Um okay. just a quick CTA. I, I you know, a bit of a plug. Um, we have the vote voting for You know, the award that is going to be an us award, David, but uh, for the for the nomination, again, through as a uh, stroke hero, um, you know, we've been fortunate to be nominated under the voters choice category. So starting March 8th through, I believe, the 22nd of this month, um, you could go on to stroke.org, search just stroke heroes, American Stroke Association, stroke heroes, however, give that a search in Google. Um, and yeah, please, please catch the vote. Yeah. Yeah. We'll if you, it.
1: if, if you like what we're doing here, that's a great way to pay for, for, you know, for what we're doing and, and, um, you know, um, it, it would be very much appreciated. So I guess without further delay, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's let our guests in and, uh, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the No Stroke Podcast. Uh, Kyler and Raylene, how are you doing today?
3: We're doing really good.
0: Yeah, it's a bright and sunshiny day here in Texas. So life is good. It's in the 80s. We can deal with that.
1: Well, we're we're certainly uh, we, we appreciate that you're joining us uh, today. And this is our, our first. Um, we've, we've covered many topics, but this is our first um, episode where we're, we're diving into pediatric stroke. So with that said, um, Carla, would you tell
3: us a little bit more about your story? Sure. Um, so I had my stroke when I was 15. Um, I was laying down at home uh and I just had this terrible pain, probably the worst pain you could ever feel. Um, and I just was going on and on, screaming, crying, kicking. I mean,
0: yeah, you take some.
3: Yeah, it was pretty bad. And then it went away. Um And I went to sleep because that was the only way I was going to not feel the pain was to go to sleep. Um, And then I woke up, I was fine in the morning. And then when I hopped in the car, I was just like, like, I mean, the doctors described it as if I was on drugs. Um,
0: Disassociative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were riding in the car and all of a sudden he turned to me and he said, Hey mom, how did I get in the car? And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, did I fall asleep? Did you put me in the car? I don't remember getting in the car. And I said, no, we got in the car to you know, run some errands. And then he said, I'm, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to be sick. And I thought, geez, he was fine like two seconds ago. What's going on? And, um, so I pulled over and then we got back and we were really close to the doctor's office. So, uh, we just, I called the doctor and we just went straight in. This is during COVID. So I'm thinking, okay, do we have COVID somehow? this is COVID, you know, what is this? And when we got to the doctor's office, um, the doctor saw him right away and said, oh, your son has a severe migraine headache. Um, and they gave him a shot and they told me to take him home and put him to bed. And if I had done that, then, um, he would not have woken up. So we, uh, Kyler had a, a, a hemorrhagic stroke, which is, you know, bleeding in the brain. Um, so instead of taking him to the doctor, i left the doctor's office and drove, you know, normal speed to the hospital. Not um, normal speed. yeah, <laughs> uh, which is about an hour and a half away. And when I got there, they said, Hey, you know, we want him to pee in a cup. And I'm like, okay, you know what? We'll do whatever you want us to do. Drugs is not our problem, but we'll pee in the cup. And I think that's common for a lot of stroke uh, victims is that people think that they're, there's something wrong, that they've done something to cause this. And um, after I kept you know, just insisting, they finally did a CT and that's when it was like little ants on a piece of candy. And that's when we knew that Kyler needed to have major surgery um, because he was the, the uh, blood was pooling in his brain and it was causing, um, pressure, pressure buildup. And so we were transported to the, the main hospital and yeah. you woke up.
3: Yep. And I didn't remember anything that happened.
1: <laughs> can you, can you, um, for our audience, can you, uh, how, how old were you when that
3: happened? Kyler? 15. I 15. Was 15 years old.
0: So Kyler is 18 now. So three it was years three years ago.
3: ago. Almost and? four. Okay,
1: because that's a really important piece that that you, you, uh, Raylene, that you mentioned that, um, you know, in my years of advocacy, I don't know how many times that I've heard parents recount that as well, that Mm -hmm. often, often, those symptoms are sometimes excused. And with that age range, and you know, in the teens that sometimes it's thought of, um, it's maybe everything but a stroke. So, can you talk a little bit more about? Is your dog is your dog jumping it
0: in? <laughs> I was making too much noise. I took it away.
1: Sammy, Sammy can't wait to come on. I know. Uh, can so, you give yeah. the folks a little bit more background about AVM and what what the it is?
3: Um, so an AVM is uh, art. Is, is short for arterial venous malformation. Um, So AVM is the abbreviation for that. Uh, It's basically a clump and tangle of abnormal blood vessels uh, that are not supposed to be there. So some people say it's like a tumor. Um, But it's really not a tumor. It's
0: it's... a tumor. It's more like if you would think of like, if you think of Christmas lights that are all in a big old wire, you know, and you're like, you're never going to get this untangled. Right. Yeah. So AVMs um, for the most part are some, it's when a gene during the um, first eight weeks of development, a fetal development uh, screws up. Okay. And so you have really, really high flowing arteries that connect to very, very low flow veins without any capillary system. And eventually the high flow connecting to the low flow with no capillaries can no longer hold and it erupts. Uh, it it causes a tear, which is a rupture, which is a hemorrhagic stroke, blood bleeding uh, directly into the brain. So with a brain AVM, you typically have no symptoms. Um, There's two typical times in life when uh, an AVM ruptures. So Kyler never had a headache a day in his life prior to his AVM rupture. Yeah, but that's (laughs) different. So um, yeah, he had never had a headache before, nothing like that. Um, The first symptom usually is a rupture. So the first um, the first time basically that you're at risk if you have an AVM is um, 17. The average age of an A- of uh, of rupture is 17 and Kyler was 15 when his AVM ruptured. Uh, typically, it's, I think it's because it's like that whole puberty thing, you know, and growing and growth spurts. I think all that plays a factor. Although we have, we know friends now in our community who've had AVMs rupture at four and five and six years old. Um, but then typically, like if you kind of survive that, and you keep going on, the next average age of rupture is about 34 years old. Um, again, the same thing. So it can it can hit twice. They are not hereditary. There are um genetic mutations that some people have, like called RASA one or HHT, which are genetic factors that can cause AVMs. But typically for a brain AVM, um, it's just the brain, it's just a, a it's not hereditary at all. It's just a um a gene screws up.
3: She knows more about this than I do. See, I didn't know any of that stuff. <laughs>
0: Just I
2: was going to say, Rayleigh, you know, <laughs> so you're talking like you've, you know, studied this for seven years as a, you know, graduate and a you know, postdoc degree. And, you know, it's, it just goes to show what happens when you have a lived experience with something as impactful as, you know, your son being diagnosed with an AVM oh. and, and having this happen.
3: Yeah, she knows more about it than some of the doctors. No, I don't think that has it. heard. No, not the ones that do brain stuff. Well, right but, like but the doctors, the that go pediatricians and stuff true. like that. She went to like 16 different neurosurgeons, I think.
0: Yeah. So the reason why I'm well versed at this point, you know, we're three years into this journey and an AVM um, has a grade in size, right? So they range in size from grade one, um, which is like a little bitty thing, right? Up to a grade six which is massive. And when Kyler had his stroke and we went in and we ended up doing the MRI and a CTA and an angiogram and figuring out exactly what we were dealing with, we were told Kyler's AVM is a grade four. Okay. And we had other doctors that tell us "Mm, it's a five. So Kyler's AVM is between a four and a five. So what does that mean? Well, that means that his AVM started out the size of a chicken's egg. So if you can imagine a chicken's egg of arteries connected directly to veins with no capillary system in this big old tangled mess that he never even knew he was born with that all of a sudden that was our life. And after the, the stroke, Kyler was very, very lucky because I had got him to the hospital in a timely manner, you know, and just because of a lot of things, he bled into his ventricle. Um, which helped and gave us more time. You know, um, We were very, very blessed and that he did not suffer major deficits. Did we have to go to rehab and all that stuff? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, Kyler's AVM is on his left side. So that means he has right side weakness and things like that. Um, but at the end of our hospital stay, I'm like, okay, so what are we gonna do to get rid of this? And the doctors were like, I'm so sorry. His AVM is too big. We cannot help you. Yeah. And I am not going to take, we cannot help you. <laughs> that doesn't work for me because my kid has a ticking time bomb in his brain. And so I went from, you know, okay, I sell houses. I'm a realtor to, okay, I'm a realtor who has Google and I'm I'm going to read a bunch of medical journals and I'm going to constantly, you know, Google everything and learn as much as I can.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so many folks that have gone through a similar experience right whether it's you know a, a husband seeing their wife have a stroke at 28 years old with a newborn son or you know obviously a an older adult going through a stroke but there there's a difference when it's your son and he's 15 years old and like you said there's no answer for a time bomb ticking in his head right right now i as I, you know, I was kind of doing a bit of research, you're you have this amazing um, thread on what's called CareBridge, and for anyone who's not familiar with CareBridge, definitely recommend going out. We could share the link to, um, you know, your page with with Kyler's story and everything. But you had a really interesting um, point here that I just want you to kind of speak to, and then we could talk to more of, you know, how you've taken this to to drive the advocacy and some of the amazing, you know, work that you've done, but, you know, even tomorrow that you're going to be um, doing with the state lobby in Texas. But to quote you, um, your sister said that she's a psychologist or a psychiatrist, and she's called you crazy your whole life, which I thought was (laughs) kind of funny. Um, Crazy hat lady, maybe, if anybody's watching, sees the hat collection. Um, But, you know, there is a point where, you know, it's a kind of a children's book from what I saw uh, or from what you were saying. And it reads, you know, what are problems for? They challenge us, shape us, push us and help us to discover just how strong and brave and capable we really are. Even though we didn't, we don't always want them. Problems have a way of changing us in unexpected ways. What will you do with your problem? Now it's up to you. I found that, you know, and you you kind of carry on to talk to the, the moral of that and what that's done. So I'd love to you know, both from both your perspectives, right? Because it's not just a you problem, Kyler, it's like, it's a family problem. But you guys have, yeah, fist bump away, like you guys have done something amazing. So can you speak to that quote? And like how that's really proven evidence in terms of what you're doing now with AVM Alliance and for the wider stroke community?
0: Sure. So Kyler and I talk about that a lot, right? I mean, sometimes you're given cards that you really didn't want, right? You didn't want what you're dealt and you can't do anything about it. So we have to think about, for example, Kyler's ABM right now is not operable. So we're looking at, and he's been doing alternate treatments to see, you know, what we can do. Now, what happens with those treatments, that's out of our control. That's something that we don't have any control over. Right. And I can think about that and think about my kid has a ticking time bomb and, you know, hey, you know, all all these other things. And it can just or, you know, he's having trouble. He can't remember things today. Right. He had he's got epilepsy now. You know, I can just focus and worry about that and seizures and oh, my gosh. Right. And man, if you start going down that hill, it's going to snowball and you just it's really, really hard to stop that rotation once it gets started. And so the way that Kyler and I think about it is, okay, we are not going to stress about what we have no control over, okay? So instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna focus on what do we have control over? And that's what we're going to make our focus and our mission. And for Kyler, when he first had his stroke, he was so lonely and scared in the hospital, right? And he's like, I can talk to other kids that are, find themselves like me. All of a sudden, you know, they're playing outside. And the next thing you know, they're in the hospital, usually like with a tube sticking out of their head, right? Because they have a, an EBD shunt, right? Trying to help regulate the pressure. And he's like, I can talk to them and I can say, you know, he sends videos all the time that says, now you're going to have an angiogram. This is what it is. Don't worry. Don't be scared. You know, he gives, he is somebody that, that kids that are his age can relate. And talk to. And for me on the parent side, I'm like, gosh, all I wanted when I was in the hospital, you know, all of a sudden overnight was I wanted to know about stories. I wanted to know about other people who had been there and what did they do and what were they told and what should I look out for? Because all of a, I don't know when anybody has a stroke mm-hmm. ischemic, any kind, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And I think that makes it a lot, a lot scarier. And so um, our focus is like, okay, so on my side, I created um, uh, AVM Alliance, which is a pediatric brain aneurysm AVM stroke uh, group to help educate parents and to help you know, get teens and stuff together and younger kids together to see that one, they're not alone and two, okay, I can have a sounding board. I can have somebody else who's walking down this path with me. And, uh, you know, they always say it takes a village and I'm going to say, especially so if you or someone you love has had a stroke. And so it's just working that community together for the benefit of everybody involved.
2: Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And go ahead. David. I uh, was
1: just, uh, you had mentioned, um, the work you're doing with the with the avm alliance and 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 first of all wonderful mindset with both of you. you you can only control what you can control and you 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 you, you bring back that positivity and, and and kyler to be able to be in a position that you can now turn that energy into helping right other young adults your age that are in the beginning of this process, and you can you can let them know it's okay to breathe, and this is this is expected. This is what you know. You, you that lived experience that we talked at the beginning. Um, so so to you both, it's a wonderful job and what you're doing. And I want to make sure we we um, when we were we first learned of Kyler's story and were introduced to you via. Um, the International Alliance for Pediatric Stroke. So, Mary, I'm, i hopefully I, I want to make sure I get her name right, right? Mary K. Uh, Balastios. B- 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 how do I say her name?
0: I I, I just call her Mary Kay. <laughs> Mary Kay. So <laughs> <She's> um, wonderful. <laughs>
1: can you can you talk to how you you mentioned that you work on one side and she works on the other side in terms of um, the t- the different types of strokes for in in peds.
0: Yes. So Mary Kay is absolutely amazing. We kind of found—I think she found me online um, or with Dr. Frazier. So what happened was we um, we go to the stroke clinic, right? The pediatric stroke clinic in our town in Houston, Texas, and they uh, the doctors came to us and they said, "You're doing such a good job with advocacy and things. We need a place to take our. To, we need a, a place to offer." Our parents who are given this diagnosis, a place that they can go to to help because they know that it's not like just, okay, diagnosis, treatment done, right? You know, it's, it's, it becomes a lifelong new life process. There's kind of a line in the sand that's before the stroke and after the stroke. And that line is always there forever and ever. And so what happened was, um, the, the pediatric stroke clinic contacted me and said, hey, you know, can you can you put something together for parents? Can you help create some things? And by the way, here's Mary Kay and she does ischemic stroke. And Mary Kay and I hit it off as if we had known each other, you know, <laughs> always overnight. Um, and she's wonderful because she's been doing this for over 20 years on the ischemic side because of her child. And um, I've only been doing this, you know, two and a half years, right? Because of the hemorrhagic side for my child, but we have the same goals. And there's a a great point where, you know, it it crosses over and I can help on the, on the hemorrhagic side and she can help on the ischemic side and we can work together uh, to help our, our pediatric stroke community. And so that's kind of what we're doing.
2: That's super cool. And, you know, we also, again, with Mary Kay's introduction kind of opened us uh, our eyes to you know some of the amazing folks who were highlighted last year with the um stroke heroes award through the American Heart Association. You're you're a you know I, I would say maybe uh what do you think a B list C list celebrity
3: when you're walking <laughs> around town? I mean, you're getting <laughs> up
0: there, <laughs> tell them what you are so they can be the... For... the
3: 2022 yeah, the 2022 what is it pediatric, pediatric hero, I think, for the American yeah. Heart Association. That's right. So
2: so, you know, and I'd like to kind of, you know, for you to talk through that and, you know, what you did to get yourself that nomination from the advocacy
3: side. Yeah, so I, I didn't do anything.
0: Uh, well, you didn't. Well, other, I didn't, other sorry, other
3: people right. nominated me. Yes. I had no idea.
0: Right. But what, what were oh, you doing? So yeah, for, um, so pretty
3: pretty yeah, much, for your... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, I mean, I wasn't trying to get an award or anything. I. I would just send videos, you know, to kids, um, explaining, like she talked about earlier, about, you know, explaining, you know, what they're going through and stuff like that, what, how I got through it. I would send them, Care you know, just blankets, um, mm-hmm. snacks, um, you know, warm socks. Yeah, warm socks. Just all. A whole assortment of things. And I would you did your walks. Yeah, my they their mom would tell me you know what they like and stuff, and so we'd use that to, you know send them something. Yeah. We've it's done, weird. yeah, we've done fundraisers and stuff.
0: Awareness walks. Yeah. Yeah. So awareness. you were able,
3: to, you know, and I think that's such an important like
2: collaborative effort and expertise that you guys bring as well right so a big part of pediatric stroke is obviously you now have you know Raylene in your case you know you know yourself but I, I know Sammy's really trying to get on here we'll, we'll, don't tell him wait, he's got he's got a few <laughs> more minutes till he makes
3: Sorry. his
2: <laughs> but um you know just uh, I would like you know Kyler for you and you know Raylene from your perspectives like when When we think about education and awareness, right? You know, there's there's a big gap in terms of how a generation and I know your mom's hip, Kyler, but you know, there's it's an old like TikTok and all these new ways that you know kids are and you know younger generation are consuming content is much different than how a parent might want to sit down and understand and read, digest things and fully kind of grasp that relevance of what's happened. Right. Um, so, so from your eyes and again, you, you didn't like do this out of, you know, all your content, you, you weren't seeking an award, but it got you, you know, the, the recognition you, you know, absolutely, um, deserved for that. Um, but my question is, you know, as you, as you continue this effort through advocacy, you know, more kids need to know about what these risks are. Um, right. you know, not only for your type of stroke, but you know, stroke at a young age in general, right? Um, so mm-hmm. how do you yeah, yeah. So how do you see that? Like how do you think kids like we could do a better job uh educating the younger generation on these symptoms or these risk
3: factors? Oh I younger kids don't even I mean, I didn't even know when I was 15. Uh about you know strokes and stuff like that never crossed my mind, you know I thought only elderly would get a stroke, you know because I'd hear oh your grandpa had a stroke I would never hear oh your cousin had a stroke or someone else's cousin having a stroke or brother I had no idea that was possible for a kid to have a stroke, um you know I'd only hear about you know cancer, um
0: and things like that things so like he that. made a TikTok so. Kyler Kyler made a TikTok just to hit the pedi- to hit the the you know the younger generation, and his TikTok right now has over a hundred and thirty thousand views, so um, he's 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 hitting the things. Uh, Kyler has a little bit of aphasia, so spontaneous speech is sometimes a yeah. tad a tad yeah. difficult. But that's what we true. try to promote is that stroke has no age limit. Like that's our that's our biggest thing. I think and it's gonna be.
3: It no it'll
0: it'll show correct
1: yeah let's yeah. let's talk let's talk through that because you for for the folks that are maybe we'll head over to the the, the video and some of the resources I'm really I want you to um, talk a little bit more uh, Raylene put up a, a, a picture of the logo and the characters that are part of your initiative and your advocacy um, I, I was fascinated by the, the the characters and the meaning behind them can you talk to those a little bit
0: Sure. So um, there is we could not find a really good solid symbol to represent pediatric stroke and what kids were going through. And we really wanted to create something that um, that allowed, help with pediatric stroke awareness that kids would find entertaining or be able to relate to um, that really conveyed the meanings that, that were important to us about pediatric stroke. So we have three characters. The first character is R D V. So RDV is for arteriovenous malformation, which is, you know, a brain AVM. And RDV um, is wearing a maroon ribbon because the ribbon, the awareness ribbon for a uh, brain AVM uh, is maroon. And he is a green butterfly uh, pig. And the reason why we chose that is that um, a green butterfly is the symbol of a brain bleed survivor. So RDV is our magical pig butterfly who's got uh, a lot. Of, of of green in his uh in his outfit. And then we have Annie. Um, and Annie is our aneurysm awareness fox, our little magical fox. And she has a red ribbon uh, on her hair that she wears for um aneurysm awareness. And then our last little guy here is um dash. And when you think about having a stroke, everybody thinks about be fast, right? Um, you know, the the symbol for balance eyes, right, face. That that whole thing for what people to think about when you think about stroke. And the some the um, ribbon for a uh, pediatric. Stroke it, uh, is um, maroon. Sorry, <laughs> is blue. Yes, I know. I is a uh, blue and purple. So blue and purple is the symbol for pediatric stroke. And so we created Dash as our magical um, bunny because you think of like the tortoise and the hare and being fast. And so we always say, "Well, Dash says, you know, be fast." And everybody works together. Aneurysm, AVM, stroke to remind our community that stroke has no age limit.
1: Perfect. Um so what I think we'll um we're gonna take a little bit of a break, but we're gonna put all those resources in and when we come back, um Sammy has been waiting patiently to <laughs> to join <laughs> us on the show. So I think what we'll do is we'll we'll be right back after this short break.
2: Hey there, no stroke listeners. Whether this is your first episode you've tuned into or you've been a loyal listener since episode one. Dave and I are super thankful you're choosing to spend some time with us today. A goal of ours this year is to learn more about our listeners. After today's show, head over to our new website, nostrokepod.com. That's K-N-O-W-S-T-R-O-K-E-P-O-D.com and choose an option in the dropdown titled, What's Your Connection to Stroke? If you have a topic or want to recommend a guest for the show, we've also made it easy for you to simply submit your feedback all on the new website. You could always reach out to David and I personally through our social channels or via email. And all those contact details, including the new link to the website, can be found in the show notes. Thank you. Now let's get back to today's show.
1: All right. And we're back and we're joined now by a third guest. We have Sammy, so this is definitely someone you're gonna to have to go to the YouTube on this one for sure. Uh, tell us uh, about your uh, our, our 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 guest here, uh, Sammy.
3: So Sammy is my service dog. Uh, he takes care of me. He is a seizure and diabetic dog. dog. Um, so he lets me know if I'm about to have a seizure. Um, I'm not a diabetic, but his last owner was a diabetic. Um, but unfortunately, uh, she passed away from a heart attack. So it kind of ended up with me getting Sam. I was very lucky to have Sam. Uh, and we just created a really big bond. Now he is a complete baby, <laughs> if I'm not there. So I'm like his service person.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, so you're normally you have to wait a couple years for a service uh, a service dog. You know when you fill out an application and you know everything happens for a reason. And Sam had been placed with uh, his diabetic alert person, um, and they had only been placed a week um, when the person unfortunately suffered a a heart attack, and the. Um, the estate uh, returned Sammy so that he could find someone else that would really need him. It was important to the estate that Sammy find somebody. And so um, we called and said, hey, you know, we have some issues, we have some needs, and how do we start the process? And they were walking us through and they said, you know what, it just so happens that we have a dog. And this is like, we never have a dog, but we have a dog. And so um, we put the two together and it was crazy. It was like, they were always meant to be, these guys are best buds. They are, they are thick as thieves. So whenever Kyler has to have his chemotherapy or, you know, any treatments or is in the hospital, uh, wherever Kyler goes, Sammy goes with him.
2: That's beautiful. And like you said, right. You know, things happen for a reason and, and Sammy has been able to fall in your lives. Um, so, so speak more, you know, there's, there's a lot of folks that are interested in dog service. I know we could direct for, I believe you, Raylene, you were saying on your podcast you have a an episode dedicated to service animals. Um, Is is it specifically, you know, kind of on how they've worked with stroke survivors in this case, or Um, just a general?
0: It's just in general. Um, but we do talk a lot about what service animals can do to help people in the stroke community. Um, (laughs) my podcast is called, um, AVM Alliance podcast. It's not near as fancy and nice as this one. Um, but, uh, we do have a great, um, interview from a, uh, the dog trainer, the person who actually trained Sammy who's been doing it for gosh, 30 plus years. And, um, he, he, basically whatever you need, uh, as, as somebody who has, you know, who has a need, um, you sit down and you talk to, uh, the trainer and say, okay, you know, these are the problems that I have. Like, um, you know, I, after my stroke, I have field vision loss, you know, can you, can, is there somebody who could help me make sure I don't run into walls or I need help with my balance or for Kyler, you know, um, he needs help knowing, um, uh, before he has a seizure for safety, and then also we have Sammy set up now so that um, sometimes Kyler gets something that's called like an aclonic seizure, and with an aclonic seizure he's aware for about thirty to forty-five seconds, but he is um, he is paralyzed completely on one side, um, and so Kyler can say a word, and Sammy will go. He knows Sammy knows when you say that word. Sammy knows exactly where to go. And he will pull the alarm, um, and then that will immediately trigger help. So it, it gives Kyler the independence that he needs as well.
1: And you have a yes. you have a, a, a video on your Facebook page of Sammy and training there as well.
0: Yes, yes, I have a video mm-hmm. on on Facebook um, that that you can look at. I think I have it also on the Caring Bridge site. So, um, and I can, you can go to the YouTube. I've got all kinds of videos on the YouTube uh, page that Kyler has, and uh, you can keep that one if somebody wants to say, hey, this might be something that might work for my family member. It's not, um, it, it didn't take a whole long uh, to, to, to train him, but it's, you know, you have to get the image. You have to explain to the dog what they want. And, and it is a little bit of a process there. But in terms of the alarm that we use, um, it, it, it's, it's a simple enough thing. It's like a window alarm right? So you have a window and when you raise the window, the alarm goes dee, 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 right? So it's the same thing. It's just separating, separating one piece of an alarm, a magnetic alarm from the other. Um, and then that, that calls help.
2: Well, I'm so happy Sammy was able to make a, an appearance here again. You, you guys are detached at the hip. So I mean, obviously he was going to be here, but he's, you know, it's, I'm really happy to see you guys have this support and, you know, it, we'll have to bring him back on you know as he's as he's gaining his skills and, and becoming you know even more attached you know we'll we'll have another chat but um you know i think you know we we'd love to kind of move now into you know our, our what we term as our magic wand question which we usually wrap up every interview with um and it's your time to be as creative as your mind could go right um you know you we've often you know, ask folks and, you know, it's a magic pill that no one will ever have a stroke, right? But given that this is something that, you know, a magic pill won't be able to probably cure and it hasn't been able, like, it didn't work in your circumstance, right? Like, how could we, like, how would you take this magic wand with the opportunity, like, the situations you're in right now, what you've been able to learn, you know, both Kyler and Raylene yourselves, you know, Tyler, maybe let's start with you. And, I, and I'd love to hear, you know, how would you take, you know, the magic wand and make sure that every single child going through the school system had an opportunity to know the symptoms of stroke, to know what the impacts could be. Um, yeah. How would, that, how, how would that look in your world?
3: I don't know. I know that in school, you know, like biology and different anatomy and stuff like that, we are always taught about, you know, cancer and stuff like that, how it works. I think it'd be great if the school system included, sorry, I have hair in my face, uh, if the school system would incorporate, you know, AVMs and strokes, because it doesn't really do that. I mean, I had no idea. Um, Maybe if, i mean parents some most parents don't know what it is maybe if parents were informed or they would do maybe an mri uh at birth or something like that if they did that um i'm pretty sure it wouldn't be a thing that you just find out about you know you'd kind of already know um but i think that's something i would do if i had a magic wand i love that response. perfect
2: and raylene you know, let's kind of pass it to you now, you know, how it, from your experience and as a mom. So today,
0: today is February 28th, right? And so that's rare disease day. In case you didn't know, February 28th is rare disease day. And I think that, and for a lot of situations in which you have a stroke, um, at least for hemorrhagic brain AVM, it's considered a rare disease. They say, and what the community doesn't, they're like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Like that's one less thing I have to worry about because it's rare. Um,
3: Still it will happens to you. It,
0: right. And and so, you know, like the aneurysm and AVM foundation say, well, it's only rare until it happens to you. Right. And AVM Alliance takes it a little bit a different way. And this is what I want parents. If I had my little magic wand for everybody to understand. OK, the number one cause of a brain bleed and a child, excluding trauma. Right. They fall. They hit their head. They 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 they, they, they cause trauma. There's trauma that's caused. The number, yeah, car wreck. The number one cause of a brain AVM, the number one cause of a brain bleed in a child, excluding trauma, is a brain AVM. I mean, that's like the number one cause of a hemorrhagic stroke. And I want, I, I really would like for the community to know that and like Kyler, know the symptoms because you can really help somebody at at all ages. People hear about heat stroke right um occasionally people hear about they think well um stroke is based on lifestyle right you can you can do things to be more healthy and that's absolutely true but people don't understand that that's not every situation
3: that's an ischemic stroke normally.
0: Yeah. Eh, sometimes more than Some, no i think For
3: it's
0: eating well yeah but that's a whole nother yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no you're right you know and,
2: and that's that's exactly. the stigma oh, yeah. that that's a stigma of stroke right it's you did it to yourself Right. Right. And that's what needs to change. And, you know, to what this episode is going to be titled, you know, stroke can happen at any age. Right. Um, So I think that's been, you know, two really well said, uh, you know, responses. And, you know, you guys are doing so much to get the voice out there. So, you know, from you know David and I you know we've this is our first time you know speaking really learning about this so thank you for sharing you know and teaching us so much today and i'm sure it's going to be a great opportunity for our listeners um to learn more and hopefully connect in and you know whether it's you know um you know providers caregivers like there's so much we can learn from each other right so one, you know, thank yeah. Thank you for the work you're doing. Um, and I know you have a busy day tomorrow. So do you wanna leave on and share some of the work that you're gonna be doing tomorrow?
0: Sure. So um, we are advocating for the American Heart Association tomorrow in uh, Austin. Uh, It's going to be advocacy day. So we're going, we live a couple hours away. So we're going to get up early and take Sammy for a road trip. Uh, And we're going to drive, drive down to Austin, Texas and try to get some lawmakers at hand and try to meet uh, uh, some, some, some important people at the Capitol to. Uh, that we can uh, do some advocacy for the AHA about pediatric stroke, about stroke in general. And then of course, always about, you know, the importance of heart health.
2: Really? Well, you know, you if there's one person for the job to sit in that, I love it. I mean, it's the two of you to be able to be there and, and make your voices heard and, and represent, you know, the wider community. So thank you for doing that. And, and you know what, it's a, you know, as we see the wider stroke community. And, you know, there's more attention around this. As you look at some folks who are in Congress, you have John Fetterman, uh, Ben Ray yep. Luhan, who, you know, was speaking at the International Stroke Conference. You know, there, so there's, there's attention on it. And it, but what it takes are, is that community like ourselves of lived experience who really speak from the patient and the caregiver perspective um, and trying to come as one, right? Because, it's not these individual groups that are going to solve the issues when we all come together as one and really try to drive that needle. Um, you know, so it's amazing, you know, what, what you're doing and thank you for doing your part. And, you know, hopefully the ears will, will be there to, to hear and, and kind of drive some of this forward. But, um, you know, it's We're been a great
0: our best to try to get them thinking.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah. you know what it's, it's, you know, consistency right you just gotta we gotta keep with it and obviously you have your passion and kyler you know you're you're gonna be an amazing patient advocate for the rest of your life and share your story so many more words to come young young man even though you don't ask for (laughs) them. all right you. well you. yeah we'll let you go yeah, right. yeah. thank you for, thank you again from your for your time and well wishes to sammy thank
0: you for helping us with our cause and thank you for all that you do for the stroke community
2: and having a on. thank you thank it you. was fun it was fun thanks guys Thank you.